Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Q was 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great new inventory. Uh, maybe you either prefer or maybe your budget dictates pre-owned inventory. Well, they go over with a fine-tooth comb. They have a great selection. Service department? Hey, remember, service department isn't for ma- just major repairs. I mean, most of my service is done with <laughs> maintenance, just, you know, scheduled maintenance. They're awesome. Either way. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Our play-by-play call of the day. The pitch to DJ is swung on and a high fly to left. And that ball is gone into the left field seats. He supplied his own power. He swung at whatever it was and hit it in the left field seats. Espinal has a big smile on his face. So DJ Homers... With Voights laughing, and Espinal's laughing. It's twenty to three Yankees. When it's twenty to three, you can laugh all you want. DJ LeMay, who with the home run, former State College Spike Luke Voigt greeting him at home plate. Yeah, and you I know what's a good day when Gary Sanchez homers. No, well, not if you're the team. Somebody doesn't root for the Yankees. Who cares <laughs> if Gary Sanchez homers? Okay, um, we still have Rich Garcelle on the show. Tomorrow, Myron Metcalf, ESPN, on the show. Because we're going to get to the basketball component. That hasn't come out yet. That has not come out yet. Now, maybe they've informed the schools, but they haven't released yet what they're doing. Uh, it seemed like more and more the lean was to November 21 which means the eight-hour week would start on the floor. Eight hours next week on Monday. October 10th would be the day that we get going. Is there a floor on the number of games? Is there a ceiling on the number of games? Uh, Is it different than what they normally have? Because the ceiling on the games we've talked about many times. I mean, the bottom line is everybody's trying to get to 31 games, with the 32nd being your conference tournament opener. But is there a new ceiling? Is there a new floor? Is there a minimum amount of non-conference games? There's a lot of elements that go into player. Uh, how many teams are in the tournament? Uh, Matt wanted all 350. I said, I'm not so sure. <laughs> sure. Matt, 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 um, got a note here that Shikalimi is still the only football show in town at this hour. Don't know what that means. I think that may have been from the back office. No? Who knows? Uh, now, we talked about the schedule. 
the options to me, it sounds like they want to, you know, look, what's the easiest thing to do? The easiest thing to do is look, okay, everybody had a nine-game conference schedule to begin with. The last game, that tenth one that was added in, that's out for everybody. Boom. So scratch it out. Because that was an add-on. So go back to the original nine-game schedule, which had an order to it. But one game has to be eliminated. And the one game that will be eliminated for everybody will be the Eastern Division team hosting a Western Division team. Because the East, all the Eastern Division teams were scheduled to play five home games this year in conference. So that means to get to four and four, one of your crossover games has to be eliminated. For Penn State, that's either Northwestern or Iowa. That's if they stick with the original schedule. And in all likelihood, I wouldn't be surprised they did it. It's easier. You've already done it. So now you do that, and it's Northwestern Iowa. Iowa seems to be the one that shows up on the schedule more often than not because I think they've done some research on some crossover games, and that's why of late they've been that, that, uh, they've been that team. All right. So I think Iowa's going to be the one that stays, and I think Northwestern might be the one that goes. Just a thought. Doesn't mean that's what they'll do, but just a thought. Trying to take this and apply some logic to it. But the bottom line is um, they're back. And that's that's huge. The protocols are stringent. Stringent. Uh, you They've been able to do this once because, look, in the summertime and in the preseason, they were getting it done. They were getting it done. The, um, but the, but there also were fewer people on campus at that time too. There will be a point starting November twentieth here, and it's probably the same at all the other Big Ten schools. But starting November 20th here, you'll be able to get your football players, and obviously basketball will be starting around that time too. Now, what they want to do with wrestling and so forth, they haven't said. I haven't heard that yet. Um, but uh, you'll be able to have them in a bubble because the other students will be off campus at that point. They're not coming back once fall break starts. The rest of the semester will be done on Zoom. That means of your nine games, and then you add in, say, you're fortunate enough to get to a bowl game with your record one way or the other, that'd be ten. That would mean six of your ten games would be in bubble conditions. So that that comes into play. Now, obviously, it's going to be a. T- Here, here's something else too: Is this testing good enough? Which it has to be, to detect whether you have the flu or COVID. Flu season is going to be starting. I'm just throwing these things out there, and but a lot has changed. The accuracy. Supposedly, these tests are in the 85 to 92 percent accuracy range. They've got very strict protocols. And it's going to be the responsibility of everybody involved, everybody involved, 
to take good care of themselves and to avoid situations that could give them some trouble. And that's where we are. And now we'll see who opts in or who stays opted out. Look, let's take Micah Parsons off the table. Let's just do that. Okay. But Pat Pat Fryermuth, you ever ask yourself why I never talked about Pat Fryermuth? You ever ask ask that, Matt? Why I didn't talk about Pat Fryermuth? Um. Well, I kind of know the answer, but no, overall. That you didn't wonder? Exactly. Well, it goes back to what he said today. He said, I never opted out. Now, did he have a conversation with him? Of course, anybody in his position has to have that conversation. But he said, I never opted out. Well, why am I going to talk about somebody who hasn't opted out? When I'm sitting here knowing he hadn't opted out. Where were the quotes? Where was the statement? Where was James talking about it? When I had him on the coaches show, I didn't bring it up. Why didn't I bring it up? Because I knew it wasn't an issue. I do not... Michael will be the, um, in my opinion, I think Michael will be the only one that ends up being the opt-out for Penn State. I think that's going to be it. Everybody else is, if they're healthy, they're playing. Okay? Um, If they're healthy, they're playing. And... That's the way I that's the way I, I see it at least right now. Wyatt Davis and Sean Wade. Sean Wade has not indicated yet about opting back in. Wyatt Davis, I think, was on the fence. I mean I know Gene Smith had a conference call today. I he may have I don't know if he got a text from Wyatt Davis or not. I'd have to check into that. The other uh part as well, and I mentioned this in the open, the Lincoln Star Journal incorrectly reported that Penn State had paused football activity, which was absolutely wrong. Penn State has been, I think they now have 10 of these skill improvement practices in, including Monday, Tuesday this week. Maryland, Emily Giovaldo from the Washington Post Maryland went back to their skill improvement practices yesterday. So they got back going again after they had a pause. I believe Wisconsin gets back Tuesday or Wednesday next week. This 21-day deal, I think, plays into why they're starting October 23rd, 24th. Let's think of the logic of it. If they're starting daily testing on the 30th, I think that buys them that an extra week 
And you're saying, well, why aren't they starting it on the 23rd and start the 17th? They may not have all the test kits available by the 23rd because this is the 16th. And Dan Patrick also mentioned today, too, Steve, don't know what you know about it, but apparently there are some Big Ten schools that haven't practiced in over a month, and that was also another reason why they pushed it back a week instead of the 17th, now it's the 24th. Which I was mentioning Maryland. Maryland did not. Right. Uh, Michigan State, I'm not sure what Michigan State's done. That one I can't answer. Uh, Maryland, I know, had been out. Wisconsin went out last week, on Wednesday last week. That's why they're back on, what, Tuesday or Wednesday next week? But to the credit of Paul Christ, he said, look, he said, you're asking me, so it would take us three weeks. And I don't know what Rutgers has been doing. Does it matter? <laughs> you got to play him, so. <laughs> I'm sorry. Also, there sometimes is a tendency, and I mentioned this to Mark Wogenrich, that when you make a decision, you dig in on that decision. More criticism, you dig in further. In this case, I didn't do it. What's interesting about the Pac-12, did you see the Pac-12 story? One of the reasons that right now they don't quite know what to do is teams can't, can't even work out the 12 hours. Because of the fires. Yeah, and the president just declared a state of emergency in um, Oregon. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, that that's a problem. And you've got wildfires in California, Oregon... That affects automatically six of your 12 schools between Stanford, Cal, UCLA, USC, Oregon, Oregon State. Now, whether it's affecting, I believe, also the University of Washington, seven, that they would might be affected too because you know, the Mariners game got That's postponed correct. last night. Yeah, it got, yeah. got moved back to San Francisco, and they showed some photos of the sky over AT&T Park there, and that doesn't look in very good shape either. No. That's a factor in them trying to get back because they can't even do their 12 hours right now. They can't, well, they can do their 12 hours, but they can't do the five hours in the field. That's a problem. Because the Pac 12, I guess, was trying to see if they could get back by mid November. Here's one for you the USGA. Yeah, the USGA goes in and they get a golf course. And they make they do everything they can to make it harder. Wingfoot, which at one time had a winner at seven over par, the winner was seven over par. The USGA went in and they looked for ways, if possible, to make the course easier. <laughs> it's an interesting problem to have. We'll come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK.
When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applications applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, great to have you with us on the show today. It's going to be interesting to see how college campuses play out in this. Let's go back to what we've talked about in sports and then related to the college campus for a moment. What has been the pattern in sports so far? I'm talking about professional sports, obviously, and maybe even in college sports. You know, you look at Clemson early with their workouts. LSU has had some issues, whatever. It seems like in each instant, Instance, uh, you have had high numbers early, and then it it tails off. I'm going to be interested to see on college campuses, which now we're what three and a half weeks into the semester, something like that, which has included a Labor Day weekend. I'm going to be interested to see in maybe two or three weeks if it settles down the way other elements. We've watched sports get early positives and then settle down. PGA Tour, NHL, Major League Baseball, and settle down. Now we're talking about adults here. right? We're talking about adults, family people, and so forth, versus college students who are... Um, in obviously a what can be a fun environment, no question about that, uh, and are responsible for themselves, but aren't responsible for other people at this point in their lives. You know, very few of them are married. Virtually none of them have children. You know, things like that. So I'm going to interested to see if there's an early surge like there have been in sports areas, and if the early surge then tails off a bit. The other part that's entering into it is getting cooler. It was down to about 40 degrees here last night. But I'm interested to see if that happens. I don't know if it will, but I'm going to be interested to see if that happens. Um, Which then translates to Penn State football, basketball, wrestling, so forth. This daily testing, by the way, will be for, I think, all athletes on campus. They'll be tested every day, all of them. So if you're an athlete on campus, you're going to get tested. So the wrestlers will get tested, the volleyball players will get tested, and so forth. Uh, They're also going to do uh, a database with myocarditis. That's important. And that will be 
not just for now and for the for now that is going to be for the future that's uh, almost uh, research in a lot of ways and Kevin Warren made that point by the way Kevin Warren I thought gave him a, gave a really good account of himself today he really did as as unsteady as I thought he was on August 11th and unsure of himself, he was 180 of that today. First Big Ten games will be Friday, October 23rd. Now, which schools get that time slot to open things up? will be determined by the end of the week. But remember, FS1 has that Friday night game. One other element, basketball. If I were the Big Ten, I would strongly encourage my basketball teams to play as many Sunday through Thursday games as possible until you get past December 19th. Because I've got all this TV inventory on BTN and ESPN available. Remember, ESPN which in November and December normally has regular season NBA games in November and the vast majority of December will not have NBA games. NBA probably is not going to start its season up until Christmas at the earliest. So ESPN is going to have a lot of time slots available for college basketball. Just something to throw out there as a thought moving forward. Rich Garcella next half hour. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Q, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Lincoln Kia Hyundai, great pre-owned inventory, great deals to be had as well. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Rich Scarcella vowed he would not return to this show until the Yankees scored 20 runs in the game. Well, Rich, welcome back. Great to have you with us. Was that the Yankees or the Giants? Scored 20. I couldn't. Re- I lost track. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't. You know. I think the, the fact that the Yankees scored more runs than the Giants and the Jets in their first games. That's. Uh, I don't know who tell what what that says more about the Yankees or the the Giants and the Jets. But anyways, I, yeah, I don't think I you wanted to talk said, about that, did you? <laughs> I believe it says something about all three. Uh, and now we will get to obviously the story of the day. Rich, we've watched this obviously play out with the twists and turns. Everybody has exponentially more information now than in August. So what were your thoughts on watching how this played out and the resolution? Well, I think it's very, very, it was very, very clear today during that hour-long press conference that um, the advances in medicine and medical information played a huge role in this. I think the daily antigen testing um, played a huge role in this, and the more information on cardio, um, 
myocarditis, excuse me, um, I think all that um, played uh, a big role in convincing the presidents and the chancellors to change their minds, the ones who voted uh, to postpone back in early August. Uh, that's what I was struck as. And I, I don't know medicine, as I wrote a month ago, but I do know that it seems like the plan that they have put together, and Sandy Barber deserves a big part of this since she was co-chair of the, uh, the medical subcommittee, I think it's very thorough and it's very impressive to me. When you looked at the protocols that were put out there, at least the basics of it, the percentages, the mm-hmm. time you have to sit out, the daily testing, what struck you about that? Well, we had known about the daily testing since the Pac-12, I guess it's been a week or so, uh, had mentioned that they had come up with a, a daily testing um, antigen that could be a game changer. The one thing that struck me was that if an athlete tests positive, that he or she has to sit out 21 days before he or she could compete in a game or meet. That yeah. That's... That's really dramatic to me, and it, it tells me that um, I, I think that, um, the Ohio State team doctor, whose name I'm drawing a blank on, who, chaired the, who co-chaired the committee with Sandy, uh, he said it was done for to allow time to further evaluate and test, uh, to do cardiac testing. And that really, that one stood out to me. I don't know about you. I mean, we could talk about the scheduling and everything like that, but the 21 days stood out to me. That stood out to me above all, and I think that might be, and it's just going to be a guess on my part, that might be the reason it starts the weekend of October 23-24. If they start daily testing on the 30th and say somebody were, that would mean they'd be allowed back on October 20th. Right. right. I, 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 I said also that they could start, I guess you can start the daily testing, but it can't be later than September 30th. But you're right. I think that's probably the reason, Steve, that it wasn't, I mean, there were reports out that it was going to be the weekend of the 16th, 17th. And I, that, that I guess, is why they, they picked the 23rd right. and the 24th. Right, and and plus Wisconsin, I don't think can start practicing again until next Tuesday or Wednesday. Maryland came back yesterday, so it's yeah. not as if the conference is on a perfect pathway at this hour. They're getting closer to it, though. Mm-hmm. All right, so now the scheduling part of it, A plus one. Uh, I think you and I discussed back in August in the spring a seven uh, a six plus one. Uh, we talked. You and I had talked about. Six division games and a plus one for everybody at the end because mm-hmm. they didn't want to extend the season too far into uh, toward the fall. What do you think about a plus one with no bye weeks? Um, I think I'm okay with that. I like. Uh, I think eight was done for a reason. I think that's um to get to more of a sample size. Um. I'm okay with that. I'm interested to see that that plus one game. Um, you know whether the seventh place team from the east is going to, or the seventh place team from the west is going to be excited to play that game. I don't know. I mean, who knows? But I like the idea. It's something different, and I I would like to see it done. I, I hope they play in neutral sites. 
you know, um, Detroit, Minneapolis, and uh, Indianapolis somehow and tie it in with the championship game. I, I think that would be interesting. You'd have, you know, two full days of games. That would be an interesting concept. That would yeah. be a very interesting concept. Plus, I, what hasn't been figured in, and I don't think I don't know if anybody asked this or not, but I believe they're going to be bowl games. Yeah, that was mentioned. Uh, Jim Phillips, the AD at Northwestern, okay. did mention that that this will allow the Big Ten teams to to play in bowl games. Not only and in the college football playoff, he thinks they're pretty sure. Well, they should be able to. If you're going to play the ninth game, you've now closed the gap on everybody else at that point. Um, the ninth game does that. Yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, I I like it. I you know I you know I, you know my biggest concern, like everybody else, is is keeping everybody as safe as possible. Yes. And yeah. We talked about you and I. I think Penn State, by all indications. I mean, the athletic department has done a really, really good job in doing that. Um, I know there's a spike in Center County, and that's cause for concern. Um, you know, and I hope that's going to trend back down. Uh, but, but as far as you know, I, I think this could be done. I, I like the fact that there'll be no, uh, the general public won't be in the stands, and I do like, uh, according to Sandy Barber that they're trying to work out a way to allow the parents and immediate family yeah. to uh, to see games home and away. I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot, too, because they've invested their hearts and souls in, in, to get to this moment. So, yeah, yeah. I, I understand. You, know, you and I both know that. We will come out. You may come out of the media room to go back upstairs while I'm going to the bus to, to go to the airport, but we see the parents out there all the time. They're all over the place. I mean, they... I mean, they they spend a lot of their heart, soul, and money <laughs> to make sure they're there for their sons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I again, I, I, I'm not ready to to celebrate or anything, but I think, right. based on the knowledge that the presidents and chancellors and everybody else in the Big Ten have, I, I. I don't think this is a foolish decision, and I, I mean, well, you know, I, I I hope everybody stays healthy, but I I think it's worth a shot. I don't, you know, it's they've they've taken all kinds, they've created all kinds of protocols um, and, and done this. I, you know, they've given it so much more thought in these last forty some days. Um, you know, I was glad to see them reconsider. Uh, I was glad to see maybe not as. Um, as loudly, but they did admit, you know, some people admitted they were wrong. Um, that that maybe they did rush the decision. That they could have waited uh, a few weeks, a few more weeks, to make that decision. Uh, you know, and and, and uh, yeah, I mean, everybody seems to be on the same page, which is another plus. Uh, I'll be interested to see if and when the Pac-12 follows suit. Um, they've got their own set of problems to deal with. The wildfires, which is just heartbreaking, uh, yes. but but uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, one area where one of the reasons you're pros, pros, you don't deal with rumors. Uh, everyone knows I don't deal with rumors. That's why I, I never brought up the Pat Fryermuth thing mm -hmm. um, because there was no quote from Pat. There was no quote from James. I mean, there's a reason why. Yeah, and I don't. I don't want to. 
well, I don't, I don't want to uh, criticize anybody else in the media, and I'm not, and I won't. Um, and, ne- and neither will I. I'm just saying that's it, why we don't address them. Right. They, they, the Center Daily Times believed that it had a credible source, and I, I had no reason to believe otherwise. We've all, we all reported that the report, uh, but it just seemed as time went on, and there was no further word that I started to wonder if. If in fact it was going, if it was true, um, I think that's Pat's. Let's get to his return. Pat Pat Fryermuth being back is a big, big plus for Penn State. There's, I yeah. mean, that's I, I can't understate or can't overstate that. Um, I, I think the offense with eight returning starters, um, yeah, I, I, I think there's a lot to be excited about uh, once football does begin. In fact. Uh... Kirk Shiraka will be the the guest tomorrow on the coaches show. Sandy will be first, by the way. She'll be uh, in the first half hour. Then Kirk Shiraka is in the final half hour. Between you, me, and the free world, we've already recorded it. So uh-huh. I asked him about I asked him about the tight ends, you know, because I thought he made effective use of them at Minnesota, and he said he he basically said this is a whole different world for him with these tight ends at Penn State. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, we all know people who follow Penn State football, fans, media, how good Pat Fryermuth is, and uh, uh, I think fans should be excited uh, at that prospect to see uh, to see Kirk Shiraka work with a tight end like Pat Fryermuth. I, I think that's going to be fun. Uh, I'm looking forward uh, um, to hearing from Kirk. I haven't talked to him in months, but. Uh, I don't want to one with him, and back in maybe April, late March, May, or late March or April, and he, I really enjoy talking to him. Uh, he's he's a very interesting guy, yes, he and is. Uh, you know he's he's very. I, I, I take it just by talking to him on the. I think I asked him this too on the field. I think he could be very intense. Oh, well, that was what James pointed out when he was on the coach's show a couple of weeks ago. He yeah. says he's a, yeah. he says Steve he's a fiery guy. He he says he'll get into Will Fry's grill. Will Fry's a six six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. So, uh, but but you know what? You can tell the players like now. So far they've gone through Zoom meetings and some on field work. What ten walkthroughs, four preseason practices, and ten skill improvement practices. They're not going today. Wednesday has been their designated day off for that. But I mean, they've done a lot of work out there, so they are getting used to each other. There's no question about that. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how really, and I wrote about it for the Penn State Football Annual, the relationship between mm-hmm. Kirk and Sean Clifford. Um, it seemed that they clicked pretty quickly when they met at the Cotton Bowl um, in an impromptu meeting, and sat on the sat on the team bus back from the practice. I don't know if it was practice field or the, or the stadium, back to the hotel. But anyway, they 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 seem to to, to mesh pretty quickly, and uh, I'm really curious, really eager to see that to see what how that relationship will evolve. Rich, always a pleasure. Appreciate it so much. Appreciate your time very much, and uh, cannot wait to actually see you. <laughs> I was just going to say, Steve, I might actually see you this calendar year. <laughs> I know, this calendar How year. Finally, how about that? And at that point, maybe we'll be sitting there and I'll stop by and I say, what do you think about your Yankees in the World Series? 
No, no, no. I, 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 I'm going to be honest with you. I'm more excited about um, the uh, Green Bay Packers, who are quiet, yes. who quietly dismantled the Minnesota Vikings on the road. I'll just say that. And it looks like the quarterback is playing with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, which, uh, as a Packer fan, I love. And I think is important because there were moments last year where I thought it was starting to become passionless. Sunday wasn't that. No, no, no. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited about the Packers. The, the Yankees, yeah, I, I mean, I think they're... They're in the mix, but they're not as. I mean, Tampa Bay is really good, really good. Yeah, I got to give them credit. Yeah, I got to give Tampa Bay a ton of credit. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Steve, because, thanks again. Thank you. Hey, no, thank you, Rich. Appreciate you very much. We'll come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WK. Okay. People have asked where that conversation came from. That was actually in the press box last week at Mill Hall. I heard. That was the halftime show. (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) Oh, well. Okay. So the next step will be a schedule. Then, look, from what we understand, they can get back to the 20-hour-a-week deal immediately since now they're working toward a season. Uh, how many days off you get during that? I think you, I think I still have to. I think only it's twenty hours with one day off. Uh, but you're, that's going to be difficult to do. Uh, normally, James gives them Monday off. Yeah, you know, you'll have to schedule. I'm sure you'll schedule. You know, there's going to be, if James will schedule in a balance. I mean, every, you do have a head start in that you've been doing your strength and conditioning since the middle of June, so that's good. You've actually had walkthroughs, some practice, some skill improvements, skellies, things like that, so you've been doing some of that stuff, but you haven't thrown full pads on yet. You've, you've had shells. Shells and helmets. You know, some days they, they just went with T-shirts, but... Um, but you've had shells and helmets, no full pads. So you got to go out and you got to hit, hit some. There's no getting around it. You have to. And they'll have to do that. Who knows? Who knows how many different plans James Franklin has had and then had to rip up. <laughs> and not only that, they're going to have to do this. All, and this is the same for all Big Ten schools. So this will, All 14 will have to go through their training camps while in class in a fall semester. All right. Uh, normally, you're at the end of summer school. Then you got that little gap, of maybe nine days, where you're not in school at all. Then you start up classes again. But at that point, you're in that transition to getting you to the season. Well, this time, you're going to have to do all of it while in class. So that also has to come into play. Also, James has yet... I'm trying to think. James still has been doing blue-gray. So they've been doing split practices. At some point now, you have to come back and merge everybody together. Some, uh, most, uh, not, not most. Some other programs have already merged back together. Penn State had not done that yet. James has been doing that to be uh, with a, a with an abundance of caution, which is fine. I think that was smart. 
meant more work for the staff being out there, but he, he did it with an abundance of caution. Now you have to transition and merge it back into one full group getting ready. So that that will be part of the transition as well. The season will begin on Friday evening, October 23rd. Now, who gets that time slot on Fox Sports 1 and maybe even ESPN? For all That might be an ESPN game. For all we know, I don't know. Uh, then uh, then the, everybody else plays on the 24th. ESPN's an interesting dynamic in this. By October 23rd, ESPN will not have the NBA on because remember, that'd be the time where they'd be transitioning to bringing the NBA back in. The end of October. Well, their season's going to end on what, October? At the latest. The 14th? 12th? Something like that? Right, and then the Stanley the, Cup final would be as late as the 28th. Yeah. Well, they don't carry the Stanley Cup. All right, yeah. Well, in terms of yeah. viewership, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, I'm, right. ta- I'm, ta- well, I'm talking about time slots open. At this point, they'll be done with their baseball obligation. They'll be done with their NBA obligation, and the the next NBA regular season is not going to begin until Christmas or maybe a little bit after that. So normally the NBA would be on ESPN in November when the Big Ten was playing, and then obviously in December. They've got all those time slots open, which I think opens a lot of doors for college basketball. Now, right around the 19th of December, that's when they would have started airing some bowl games. But I'm just saying, in order to to merge a college football and basketball season, which is going to have an overlap to it, ESPN's going to have more time slots available than a normal... November, late November and December because they won't have the NBA taking up two and three nights on their schedule. That's an interesting problem to have.